Praying with your spouse is one of the best ways to keep God at the center of your relationship. But what do you do when prayer starts to feel rote or awkward? Many of us have been there before. I'm John Fuller, joined by Greg Smalley and his wife Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage Team, and I'm sure that for the two of you, prayer has never been awkward. Actually, it seems like it started with an awkward prayer. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We first met by Erin I didn't know her. She was a stranger to me, and she convinced me after I fell asleep in an Old Testament theology class in college that the professor had called on me to pray. (laughs) So she goaded me into standing up. It wasn't my fault. Your friends put me up to it. (laughs) Either way, I But it started with a prayer. It started with a prayer. (laughs) But an awkward one. (laughs) Yeah. So that was traumatic. You know, I, I, I think there's times when... Like if we're at a group setting, maybe a dinner party or just a small group, something, and, and Aaron will ask me to pray. And sometimes it'll catch me off guard. And so it feels, it always feels a little awkward to me, especially because Aaron, she, I, I love to listen to her pray. Mm-hmm. You have such a, just the words you use, I, I just, I love listening to you pray. So I always feel like, no, you pray. Like, people would much rather hear you <laughs> than me. What a I'll nice stumble through that. <laughs> well, we're going to hear uh, from Ryan and Selena Frederick about prayer. They've written some books about praying with and for your spouse specifically. And here's the conclusion of a conversation Jim Daly and I had with them. You move through various circles. You've known a lot of people. Is mm-hmm. it pretty common? Jim's on to something here. I think there are oftentimes different prayer approaches that we bring to a marriage. Yeah. How often do you Boy, see that true. as Liturgical. the barrier? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's true. I think that gives rise to a lot of that awkwardness that people feel. Like they've witnessed it in a way. Because uh, it's funny how you can have a conversation like this, and we have a certain cadence to the conversation. We have a certain way of speaking. And all of a sudden, when you turn on the prayer switch, <laughs> yes. something changes. Dear now, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this, it depends on where you come from, right? Or you yeah, might that's use, interesting. You say God, you know, 20 times for every, you know, 10 words, you're, you're, you repeat God's name. Um, and you would never do that talking to somebody in person. But yeah, mm-hmm. the awkwardness is real. And I think, I think it starts with recognizing that you are actually interfacing with a, the person of God, right? He's not just an ethereal spirit out there. He, God is spirit, but he's also, he, he became flesh and he is our father and, and he's indwelled us with the Holy Spirit. And we are responding to that. Mm-hmm. And the awkwardness, I think, on some level comes down to paying greater attention to other people besides God. Like we're either paying attention that we might be overheard by somebody or our spouse might think something about us or I don't like the way I sound. Well, at, on every level, I'm thinking about everybody else but God. Yeah. So well, when we fix our eyes on God, we yeah. fix our eyes on him, then again, that calibration happens. I'm talking to the living God and he has accepted me and he has said, come to me and here I am. So it begins to take the focus off ourselves. No, that's good. I'm thinking sometimes Gene and I are hoping the boys are listening, right? right. We're praying to model it and yeah. make sure they know we're connected yeah. to yeah. the Lord in that way. Uh, I think in that respect, another key question is being able to hear from God. I mean, mm. like anything, if we're doing all the talking, we're not yes. doing much listening. Mm-hmm. And so the importance, and again, Gene is so good with that at the end of our prayer, just to calm our hearts and say, okay, let's just hear what the Lord's having to say mm. to us. That's a great focal point too mm-hmm. and it it may be harder than praying mm-hmm. is actually sitting and listening mm-hmm. nowadays especially i think because there are so many distractions yeah. the pace of life mm-hmm. 
I want to meet Jean. She sounds like a wonderful. She is. She's (laughs) just a wonderful woman. She is. She really is. Um, You know, we're wrapping up here. I want to hit three quick things that you mentioned in the book: be hopeful, create margin, pray continually. So just fill those in. What they mean? Yeah, I think when we pray, we need to pray expecting that God will move, right? And so one of the being hopeful. Yeah, that's the hopefulness. And uh, one of the things we walk couples through uh, in this book is they go through an inventory at the beginning where they kind of grade their marriage, the various aspects of their marriage, communication, intimacy. How do we deal with financial issues? How do we deal with conflict? And they grade it on a scale of one to 10. Then they commit to doing these 40 days of prayer. And the hope is at the end of those 40 days, they can go back and they redo the inventory. And they say, how has God moved in our communication? How has God moved in our... So I think we expect God to move immediately or not at all. And God doesn't often do that. He moves over time, Mm -hmm. steadily. He transforms over time through steady sanctification. And then the second piece of creating margin, he has a really good rule, uh, like a one-to-one ratio. So if I'm sitting, making my request to God for 10 minutes, maybe I should at least sit for 10 minutes Mm. and listen and wait for the Lord. Sit and be like Jean. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Holy one. Spirit will tell you what to pray for in those moments, too, yes. when you give the margin. That's the conversational piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the final one, praying continually. You know, Paul tells us, and uh, I think it's First Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. It's a really short verse. But that's an attitude of prayer. I think early on we talked about having this kind of awareness. Mm-hmm. We have a friend who does tactical training, like for civilians, right? He's an ex-Army Ranger. And one of the things he says is, don't, when you go into a situation, it, to be situationally aware doesn't mean you're paranoid. It just means that you're aware. Mm -hmm. And so praying continually, I think, is a function of being aware of your situation and thinking, I can pray. I can bring this to God right now. And that's an attitude of prayer. It's not that you're constantly, you know, in your prayer closet, hands folded, eyes closed all day long. It's just that you know that God is with you and you can converse with him throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So true. Ryan, let's end with you praying for us. All right. Can we do that? Yes. Praying for the listeners, the married couples who maybe haven't prayed together much and opening their hearts to doing it. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lord, we come to you. Thank you um, for the ability to pray. Thank you that you've allowed us to converse with you this freely. Lord, I pray that it would not be something that we take for granted, but it would be something that we would um, press into and then hear and press into hearing back from you through our prayers. I pray for the husbands and the wives listening Mm -hmm. to this, the marriages represented by those individuals. I pray that you would teach them how to pray. Show them how to pray for one another. Show them how to pray with each other. Remove barriers, uh, remove distractions and awkwardness. But Lord, I pray that they would uh, just experience your goodness in relationship with you through this gift of prayer. In your precious name, amen. Aaron, in your work for couples, what are some ways maybe that you found that tends to work better for men praying for their wives and wives for their husbands? It's interesting because deep in their hearts, I think the desire um, to be seen and known is is greater in a woman's and a wife's heart. Mm-hmm. And so for a husband to pray and ask her, you know, what's going on? What can I pray for you about? What do you have going on tomorrow? You know, just for her to be known and seen meets such a deep need. As a matter of fact, even as I'm saying that, huh, I love it when you, you ask me those questions versus for a man I think there's such a, an amazing gift a wife can give her husband when she affirms him. And what an opportunity to pray and to say, like, gosh, I so appreciate, Lord, this man you gave me that, you know, he's a hard worker and he's a great dad and, 
you know, he loves me so well and, you know, on and on just to affirm different things that you see in him, an opportunity to call that out in him, but also to pray and thank God for him. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that resonates with me, Erin. And Greg, just so you know, I've taken your counsel to say, what's one thing I can pray about? And I've, I've been doing that a lot. And it helps Dina feel connected to me. And it, I mean, I do follow up, obviously, and pray, but that's a small thing. Oh, that's but great. But a, a great idea. Yeah. So thanks for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, earlier in the conversation, we heard from Ryan and Selena a little bit about their books. And the titles are 40 Prayers for My Husband and then 40 Prayers for My Wife. And we've got those together in a bundle. And we're going to send those to you when you make a donation to the Ministry of Focus on the Family of any amount. A monthly gift is great. A one-time gift is appreciated. Donate today and request those books. Uh, The link is in the show notes. And if you'd like to go deeper in your relationship, one easy way, it's free, is our marriage assessment. It'll take you maybe 10 minutes to uh, fill this out. You'll get some great immediate feedback and additional resource follow-up opportunities. Uh, That's a terrific resource. It's the marriage assessment. We're going to link over to that in the show notes as well. Next time, you'll hear from Jason and Tori Benham. Uh, They're very passionate about spiritual warfare and how to combat that in your marriage. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.